Conversations on Economic Opportunity, produced by Ann Arbor Spark. Ann Arbor Spark is a public private academic partnership that's creating economic activity and prosperity in the Ann Arbor region. Innovative businesses and leaders are what make Ann Arbor a destination for startups and growing global businesses. By sharing their stories, they share what makes this region stand out for the exceptional schools, abundant parks, amazing community services that all contribute to our quality of life. Conversations on economic opportunity are a way to spotlight those who are helping this region thrive. Excited today because joining me is Chris Singh, partner at Raymond, where she runs the Ann Arbor Office's accounting, consulting, and tax practice. And she's recently joined uh, the Spark Board of Directors. So thanks for taking time out today. Really appreciate it, Chris. So tell us about Raymond. Uh, you know, what, what, uh, how, when did the firm start? How long has sure. it been in business? Um, you know, how big of a firm is it? Uh, thanks for having me today, Paul. So Raymond celebrated its 75th anniversary last year. Raymond's presence in Ann Arbor started about six years ago. Um, in fact, it was in 2011, there was a local firm named Wright Griffin Davis and Company, which I was a partner of, merged into Raymond. Okay. So in the last six and a half years, we have doubled our staff and we've expanded our footprint three times. So wow. it's not bad for a mature accounting firm industry. Mm-hmm. Where, where are you located in town? We're uh, at Briarwood Mall. Okay. Okay. Um, so tell me a little bit about the types of businesses, because I know accounting firms tend to tend to have either their general uh, type of firm and serve a lot of businesses. Some yep. have specialities. What, tell me a little bit about the types of businesses you serve. We, um, the firm itself, we have individuals and businesses. We have for-profit, non-profit, governmental entities. We have the gamut. Um, I think a lot of the answer kind of lies in, in, in what we do for all these companies. The, the business foundation is what you'd expect from a, an accounting firm. We do taxes, financial statements, and related guidance and advice. But that's really where we get started. We have a wealth management services practice that serves both individuals and businesses, including retirement plan administration. We have a full-service consulting offering, including business valuations, merger and acquisition okay. consulting, litigation support. We have full outsourcing capabilities, including outsourcing provided to one of the local municipalities in Washtenaw County. So finance, accounting, so you do human resources. So you do their whole... Their we do. Oh, we wow. are the... Uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> For one of the large school systems in the area. Wow. And I would say that the, the most unique service that we offer is our corporate investigative services unit. It's led by ex-FBI agents. In fact, our, our head, Bill Kowalski, was just interviewed on WJR this afternoon. So that conducts professional investigations, fraud detection, mm. cybersecurity, and, and background checks. We call it the sexy side of Raymond. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> I would say so. You know, I had an experience where the FBI called up and said they wanted to come here and he goes, oh, no, what's that about? And what we discovered was that, believe it or not, and you're, you, now I think you will believe it, um, that we are sort of a target for uh, people that are trying to steal intellectual property. And it was about how do we, how do we protect our computer system. And also when we travel in an yeah. other country, uh, that uh, we needed to have some protection relative to all the yeah. early stage companies we work with. Well, as you can imagine, we have you know all the financial information for our clients. So our data security is like Fort Knox, and mm -hmm. so that's our corporate investigative unit. We're their biggest customer because if we <laughs> if there is a breach there, our, our reputation's out the window. So we hold that very very yeah, tight. So, so you know, for, unfortunately, it's really become something that uh, is is very important to all businesses. Well, so so you know, there are a lot of firms out there. Uh, for businesses to choose from what what you've described a little bit already but what sets raymond apart from your 
your competition? It's our unique service model. It's, it's centered around our clients' needs. It's not centered around what we do. And it's de deployed in an integrated team approach that's easy to say, but it's hard to do. The partners in our firm, we spend a lot of time together. We learn what we're good at so we can share talents and resources. And, and we're not paid based on what we individually bring into the firm. We're based on our unique ability to bring value to the firm, which we can only do that by being, bringing value to our clients. I'm actually a board member of Raymond itself, and I'm proud to see that in action mm -hmm. firsthand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you personally have uh, 20 years of experience in the accounting field. And you know when we have someone in with your level of experience, we sort of like to ask the question, are there some things that you've encountered that are sort of best practices in terms of financial matters that are common to successful businesses? So thanks for the 20-year reminder. My, well, my son graduated from I've high school yesterday. I've <laughs> in my job, so you're a lot younger than I am. I, I am reminded how yeah. fast time flies. Yeah. I'm actually going to answer that with leadership, believe it or not, and maybe that's a commonality from some of the others that, that you talk mm. with. But um, leadership, to me, is the key to success in the businesses I work with. Are leaders adaptable? Do they embrace change or do they hide from it? Do they surround themselves with smarter people? And do they listen to those smart people? Um, when I see the opposite, it's very easy to sniff out. It's mm -hmm. very apparent. And are they good people? Um, we're kind of blessed that we work not only with businesses, but we work with their owners and executives. Mm -hmm. So we see how they spend their money. We see how they treat their family. We see what charities they donate to. And, and we're able to interact with them on a personal basis. And I'm happy to say there's a very strong correlation between people that are good to their family, good to their friends, good to their charitable organizations, and those that run strong, healthy businesses. Well, that's an interesting perspective. I, I understand that completely because I think we see um, in the early stage companies that we work with that that's probably one of the biggest pieces of it. And particularly as they evolve from, oh, there's three of us with an idea, some kind of company yeah. you know so what, what kind of leadership talent is available or do they have to bring leadership talent mm -hmm. into the organization well let's turn it on its head then what's what's uh, some common mistakes that you see the businesses make when they're managing their finances i would say that one is just frankly not managing their numbers some leaders are running their companies by instinct they're not and they're surprised by the financial results budgets forecasts they're underutilized balance sheets are not always understood um, that's where Raymond can help a ton. I mean, my, a lot of my time and my fellow business advisors is spent translating mm. and teaching clients how to uh, understand, how to plan for, and how to drive their financial results. Our goal is to help them learn to love their numbers. I find that the, one of the things that you often hear, particularly as companies grow, is is that they don't they don't always plan for that growth very well and how they manage yeah. their cash flow in particular is something that can be very challenging for companies they're having they're having a lot of sales and they're 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 doing well on yeah. the on the revenue side but they they haven't quite grasped the need to manage how the the cash flows through, using that phrase, how the cash flows through their It's their one company. of the biggest early tragedies, not being able to manage growth. We have um, lots of flexibility in our local banks, I'm happy to say. So I just saw a rescue last week where the fact that we had a local bank that was able to make decisions mm -hmm. and, and see that the story helps. Um, I see that in our investor community, too. I mean, there's um, the early money that comes in, the angel money that comes in. There, there's good and bad, mm -hmm. and there's a lot of good around here. And so mm -hmm. they're patient, they're understanding, and they're helping uh, businesses work through those early changes. Yeah, that's really good to hear. Yeah, I think it's one of the things that, that we think is important about 
our region is. You just put your finger on it that because we do have some community banks, if yeah. you want to use that term, um, they do have the ability to be to be more flexible for sure. Yeah, I think it's a big valuable piece of the community here. Well, one of your particular areas of expertise is working with entrepreneurs, and you know we we often get asked the question about what what. What should you be thinking about as you're just getting started? So what, what are your, some of your thoughts about that? Well, entrepreneurs are definitely my passion, and helping their businesses thrive is my crack, if you can say that kind of thing on the radio here. <laughs> I have an MBA from Michigan, and I don't need that to do taxes or do accounting, but it truly helps dive deeper into what makes businesses tick, and I love that. My best advice is to find the right partners, not hangers-on, and that's part of mm. what we were just talking about. Partners that are vested in the success of businesses, and I think the businesses need to understand why they're there. What, what's the transparency? What, what's in it for them? And mm -hmm. make sure there's win-wins and transparency as you go. When you're looking, um, looking for inside and outside finance and accounting advice, typically early entrepreneurs don't want to pay for this. It's, it's not valued, and I get it. Numbers aren't sexy, but they're a critical backbone to any business. If businesses don't have that skill set on the inside, which is common early, then they should look critically on the outside. And most accounting firms can do the basics, but can they run and can they pivot quickly and then they can keep up with the speed of the mm -hmm. entrepreneurs and the businesses? That, in my world, is the most rewarding challenge. That's something I would look for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very interesting. The concepts that, that um, who, what they bring to the table when they start a business isn't necessarily that aspect of it, but clearly, as they go and try to grow, yeah. the first questions they're going to get asked are number questions, yeah. not, you know, do you have a really sexy product? Well, if, if you can't uh, sell that product yeah. at a price and cover your costs, it's not going to much matter. And how much money do you need to take it to the next level? That's right. Actually, That's right. the biggest talent drain, I would say, in this town are those seasoned financial executives that understand startups, and there are some good ones around. Um, but those that are, are willing to um, not make a lot in the beginning, but truly see the passion and the vision um, and can be flexible, but can also um, help those companies put some discipline into their world. Mm -hmm. So those are a very, very rare commodity, maybe something that Spark could uh, help re-engineer more of. Well, I think one of the things that we're pleased about over the, the more than 12 years that Spark has been around is, is that it appears that we're having some success in building that ecosystem and having people who have had success in building a business who are in the community are interested in the whole process of growing businesses and so our entrepreneurial and residence programs and some of the other things that we do I think we're beginning to get to a scale that that um, should be helpful for us in sort of the next decade uh, moving forward but it is you're absolutely right that seasoned experience um, is is important and in a community that's relatively smaller as a technology region mm -hmm. to others that can be something that's difficult to find um, so we look at for it everywhere we can and we try to to, to create opportunities for folks to step forward. I'm sure you see too those those repeat executives who have right. done it before and come back and um, the, the exponentially increases the success rate mm -hmm. for the next go round mm -hmm. and it's mm -hmm. really nice to see so many entrepreneurs continuing to stay around yeah and, and and either coach or mentor or get in there and get their hands dirty and do it again yeah and I think the other thing that's been interesting too is that because uh, you know all this all, all a number of things work together one is the quality of life here 
we've had s situations where companies have been acquired or other things have happened and that talent wants to stay here as opposed to go with whatever that location is mm -hmm. and those are kind of the kind of folks that have the experience that you're talking about and they've gotten integrated back into it i think that somebody told me that there are at least 25 children of Pfizer um, that are folks that wanted to stay in Ann Arbor, mm -hmm. had great skill sets, and were able to uh, attach themselves to either existing companies or early stage companies. Mm -hmm. So that's that's why the quality of life question becomes so important about, uh, about this business. Well, as we close out, you recently have gotten uh, more involved in Ann Arbor Spark and in our economic development activities, and I guess give you the opportunity to maybe uh, reflect on and tell us why you thought it was important to do that. Sure. Um, Raymond and its, its predecessor firm, we've been serving the community for a long time, as I mentioned. Our roots are very deep. Our, our partners and our associates here, we live, work, we play here. We know how lucky we are to be here. I came to Ann Arbor to play volleyball at Michigan in the early 90s and fell in love personally and professionally with Ann Arbor in Ann Arbor. So what I'm trying to say is we're really committed to growing this area. Um, and we want this to be a vibrant community, not only to attract our own talent and retain it, but to serve our clients for many generations to come. We commit big resources of our time. We volunteer in a lot of community organizations. We mentor students in local universities. And we commit our money. We're, commit, we're offering donated pro bono services to nonprofits. We're making cash donations. Actually, we also have a, a partner investment group, an angel fund, and we co co-invested actually with with your angel fund mm -hmm. and so we're investing directly into the community too so um so it's a big deal and so the fact that we are investing so much time and money we want to make sure we partner with others that are too so we've been watching what an arbor spark has been doing over the years and we're very impressed with the impact that you've had on an arbor's success we have a common mission so let's work together in every way we can well we really want to thank you for getting more involved with Spark and supporting our efforts. And I also really want to thank you and the firm for all the other things you're doing in the community because, as I said earlier, um, it, you know, it seems hackneyed in these days to say it takes a village, but it really yes. does, particularly for a community of our size. Um, we find the collaborative effort here makes gives us a much bigger impact than you would expect for a community of our size. And, and also really the fact that you you in the firm are actively engaged in the angel investment is something that we think is important. We think there's a lot of uh, high net worth uh, here in our region mm -hmm. that the more we familiarize them with the opportunities that that kind of investing can, uh, uh, how it can benefit them, that that, uh, that will happen. I just was struck by, I saw the Michigan Venture Capital Report, and one of the things it highlighted was that how angel investing essentially dwarfs mm -hmm. venture capital. It is much more significant source it's of- often quieter, quieter too, too, much quieter. And, and a lot of people don't know that. And uh, you know that was one of the reasons why we're partnering with the state. We decided this, this angel fund model was something we want to do. Mm -hmm. and, and that's what we were looking for, to, to private sector firms to see that same kind of opportunity. And the notion that you co-invest means that the risk is is diminished because Correct. there's more of yeah. us are, are involved in it. And so then you jump in and actively participate too. Yeah. So, you, so you watch your money grow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Actually, the How Ann Arbor ticks, that's a little bit of the training we had to do for Raymond when we merged in. We are There are 17 offices in the firm. Ann Arbor is one of the largest. But it's such a, a, a much more provincial and, and rooted place mm -hmm. that um, that it did take a little education mm -hmm. for Raymond wide. But, but they've seen the... Uh, 
Mm-hmm. They reap the benefits, and uh, but those of us that, that work in Ann Arbor, we still live right here, and, mm-hmm. and we understand how that works. Yeah, how and important I, it is. It is, and uh, like I said, the the notion we we hit way above, or if that's the phrase, we hit way above our weight uh, mm-hmm. in terms of our impact, and it has a lot to do with the sort of the collaborative model. So yeah, we're agreed. we're pleased to be able to have that kind of relationship with you and the firm. So thanks again for coming in today. Thanks for that. For more information about Spark, you can find us at annarborusa.org and also on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. For more information about Raymond, please visit raymond.com, and that's spelled R-E-H-M-A-N-N.com. Thank you for listening to Conversations on Economic Opportunity. We hope you'll like and share the content you heard today. For additional podcasts and information about Spark, visit annarborusa.org.